hello. I didn't like that. The hello or the howdy? Either, actually. I thought the howdy was bad. I didn't like the hello either. Mm, let's try it again. Okay. Howdy. Hello. Mm, wasn't better uh, that time. No, it wasn't better. There wasn't so much energy. It didn't feel real. It didn't feel genuine. Does it ever? No, that's fair. What if we just started these episodes off with, like, no intro, just, like, okay, enjoyability was. Not even, <laughs> don't even tell you what the book was. You don't you even have know. to guess. You have to guess what you the book to... is based <laughs> off of everything we say. <laughs> exactly. It's an interactive podcast. But now we've said it. Well, there's an idea. Mm, something there's new, something fresh. <sighs> I feel like I have no personality anymore. I've been inside for too long. Uh, I tried to take a nap today because my body cannot sleep without any semblance of the schedule. And I couldn't sleep because when I closed my eyes, I heard Animal Crossing like... Blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. Sounds. <laughs> Are you serious? Seriously. Yes. <laughs> yeah, anyway. So that's where I'm at. Um, I got Olaf to move out of my town. That's incredible. That's an amazing really update from the you last know, episode. <laughs> ac- after he left, I felt a little remorse <laughs> for, for how mean I was. <laughs> you I felt, felt a remorse? Mean. I felt remorse. He was so sad about it. And I was oh like, goodbye forever. But Sylvia moved in instead. And I'm not in love with her, but she might mm-hmm. win me over. I don't know. Mm-hmm. She's a sisterly villager, and I tend to like those. So, But I, what I don't like about the kangaroo villagers is that <laughs> they always have little, like, babies with them, which... Yeah, it's a two-for-one deal. It's a two-for-one deal, which would be fine, except the babies don't do anything, except they make the exact same expression as the actual villager when they're talking it's kind of like real babies like Mm. they just kind of mimic you a little bit you know when they fall if you go oh no are you hurt they start crying you know it takes them quite a few months to figure out they're a separate entity from their mother but like she doesn't hold the baby she doesn't interact with it she doesn't like well yeah she's a kangaroo she She doesn't have to hold it it just lives there well but my well but my point is the only way that it is in it's basically a puppet, right? Like, it's just, like, doing also what she is doing and doesn't do things other than her facial expressions. And I don't like that, actually, I've decided. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Um, Enough about Animal Crossing. This is not an Animal Crossing podcast. It can uh, well, be. Anyway. Uh, that's true. It totally could be. Um, What else is going on in your life, Groove? I am now no longer at home. We're again in separate states. It's a weird time with corona. So, what's up? Um, well, not really much other than that I'm still in school. Um, and that's weird because it's like, it feels like school should have just stopped. You know what I mean? Like, just give everyone an A. Like, can we just agree to let everyone pass the classes they were in? Can we just at least make everything pass fail at this point and just give people credit and move on? Like, no one's at their, at their best right now. No one is going to be like, their work's not going to be reflective of their actual, like, academic what is the word potential like it's it's fine we can just we can just chill we can just be at home we can just not have and some people i guess some people the problem is they like the routine but i just feel like i shouldn't have to write five essays in the next two weeks because the world's on fire and we're in the apocalypse i mean we're not but like it feels like we are but other than that i've started writing for a different 
work in progress than the one that I usually talk about because I turned in revisions to my agent like a month ago and I was like, I got to start doing something else writing wise. I got to have energy to just like do a project. So I finally started getting into that again. Um, And that's exciting. But we miss you at home. Yay. Being productive is good. I know I miss you guys too. Uh, I've really not been up to much here. Uh, let's see here. Oh, my boyfriend is in grad school, which so his all his classes are online right now, as you relate to. I and which means that he's still in grad school because he just doesn't yeah, talk know. about it. No, he like, doesn't. Well, because it's it's night school, so like he works as a full time human and then also goes to school. It's weird. Um, which but it being online means that I am also currently in graduate school for political management. Because he just listens to his lectures out loud in the living room. Oh, <laughs> that's exciting. So last week I got a really fun lecture. They've actually been very interesting. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm learning a lot. So last week I listened to a really interesting lecture about like social media and stuff. Because he's like, I mean, there's a lot of communications obviously in um you know, politics. And I just was so tickled and thrilled when the professor went on a whole tangent about the proper way to leak information to the press from inside a campaign. The proper way to the leak proper information. Way. Hmm. It was a delight to hear him talk about something that I think is the public we all think is like really seedy. And he was like, okay, so if you're going to leak information, this is how you should do it. <laughs> Just really giving you a rundown, a wiki how. Oh, I love it. It's really good. So... That's all that's going on in my life. You want to... Do we want to do the podcast? Yeah, let's do the podcast. I have a fun segment for today. Um, It's not going to be too long, but it should be entertaining at least. And I'm calling it Mystery Date. Ooh. That's exciting. So, Mystery Date. Um, The concept of Mystery Date... Wait, we haven't done our intro. Oh, Oh, shoot. Okay, let's just back it up, back it up. Well, I'm Gray. And I'm Marcy. I'm a writer. And I'm a reader. And this is... Bookends, a literary podcast. All right, tell us about your segment. Okay, so this segment is called Mystery Date. Um, the idea is that I have taken a work of fiction that you have, you definitely know. I don't know for sure if you've read it, but you 100% know enough about it. And I'm going to give you one-star reviews of that work of fiction, and you have to guess what it is. I'm really excited. Um, I want you to know that I, we only have three books right now um, in this segment. It took a lot of effort to get one-star reviews that were stupid. Like, honestly, I, I thought there'd be more out there. I'm, I'm really surprised that there's not more. I did have to avoid ones that were really angry and liked expletives and stuff. Um, but <laughs> anyway, welcome to Mystery Date. Um, first suitor we have... This is a classic. These are all books that you definitely know. They're not necessarily classics, but they're books that you definitely know. Um, On January 1st, 2009, starting off the new year strong. Okay, Mm -hmm. it's 2009. Let's go back. What's going on in 2009? Jason Derulo is around. Nine years old. You're nine years old. The Black Eyed Peas, big. Everything's Mm. great. Uh, We're in year one of Obama. We've, recession is not going great globally. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But and I have no clue 1st, this is happening because I'm nine years old. Yes, that's true. You're a child. Um, I am just now becoming aware that there is a world outside of our media family. Um, to ring in the new year, Dylan gave this book a one-star review. And he said, this book is pointless. Nothing happens the entire book. The characters just talk, drink, and cheat on each other. 
I would rather have gotten a root canal than read this book. Open parentheses. It was for class. Period. Close parentheses. Anyway, I recommend this book to no one. Three exclamation points. Okay. That's Dylan on January 1st, 2009. An undisclosed amount of time later, mm-hmm. Dylan adds, edit. Okay. I realize now this is a really harsh review. <laughs> He's had a change of heart. <laughs> He's had a change of heart. I had to read it in high school. and was very perturbed about it. I feel bad for ranting on it. I appreciate what this book is and that it was very well written. It was just not my cup of tea. However, he does not change his review from one star. He he maintains one star status despite the edit. <laughs> He's changed his tune, but not enough. No. Not enough. All right. So we circle back around a full five years later. It's oh, April 11th, 2014. This story keeps on giving. Keep going. And Vaishali rates this book one star as well. And she says, never liked this book. Never will. Page after page contains scant descriptions of superficial people. Seriously, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is far, far better. And she got eight likes. Now tell me, Gray, who is the suitor behind the curtain? Hmm. It's 2009. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that it's from the 2009 era. It just okay. means it existed in 2009. Right, right, right. It is something people had to read for class. All people do in it, apparently, is talk, drink, and what's the last thing? Cheat on each other. Cheat on each other. Interesting. And there's good descriptions, question mark, and it's well-written, but not any their cup of tea. Yeah. The majority of the reviews from this book are positive. Okay. So I'll say that for all of these, actually, the majority of the reviews for this book are positive. Now, is this, can am I allowed other hints or is this it? Um, you can ask a question. I can choose or deny to answer okay. it. Is it like a classic book? Like, was it written before, like, 2000? Yes. I will say this one in particular is an older book. Okay. Hmm. My gut is telling me Greg Gatsby. Your gut would be correct. <gasps> oh, yay. You the did The cheat it. on each other, I was like, yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. I liked the scant descriptions of superficial people, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is far, far better. I thought that would be the big giveaway. That one big was giveaway. pretty good. Scant descriptions. It's pretty good. Yeah. So that's The Great Gatsby. A lot of people did not like this book. Uh, Almost every single person who said they don't like it said it was because they read it in class, which I think is just they don't like things they're assigned more than they don't actually like The Great Gatsby. Um, I stand by that. Olaf, Olaf, the Animal Crossing villager? Yeah, because he was forced upon me. I couldn't say say no to him moving to my town. So I resented him (laughs) for taking away my autonomy. Anyway. Oh, oh, Olaf. All right. Um, you did a really good job with mystery date number one. Let's move on to mystery date number two. Yay. All right. I have four reviews for this one um, of shorter lengths. So 2007, Gemma rated it one star. Actually, you know what? I'm going to read this one at the end as a saving grace for if you can't get the other ones because That's I feel fair. like this Whatever. Okay. All right. It's 2011. <sighs> this is my favorite review I think I've ever read. This is the whole thing. It's the bleach blonde slut of fantasy fiction. A beautiful world filled with almost no likable characters. <laughs> no likable characters. Okay. Uh, 2010, uh, someone, Elizabeth, had a similar sentiment. Uh, she rated it one star. She said, I am tempted to go out and buy a wobbly table just so I can put this book to good use. That is a really scathing review that I like a lot. <laughs> I, I think that's my new insult for books I don't like. It's really good elizabeth did an excellent job (laughs) this is in 2013 uh peter said the inclusion of a barely humanoid slur for a uh 
handicapped person, is what earns this fairy tale its poor review. Not only is a homosexual couple placed as the forefront of this disjointed plot, but they are given their own sex slaves, whom is bound to a person, I can't tell you because we'll give it away, by the way of jewelry. I went into this novel expecting an epic fantasy, not some steamy piece of erotica. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) What? This review is, I genuinely cannot tell if this person's kidding. Like, this might be satire, and I'm reading it to you like it's serious. Oh, my God. But also satire, you should always be able to tell satire, so Peter, mm, get it together. Anyway, if it's not satire, it's very funny. If it is satire, it's also very funny. <laughs> Every word in that sentence made it, like, the escalation of how wild it was. And I would also like to say that much. it does not describe the book at all. Okay, good. Because I was so, like, what book have I heard of with a, a homosexual couple at the forefront of the... I want the book. Um, Do you have any idea what it is so far? Oh, God. Because if not, I have a review that I think will give it away. I I might have an idea, but I'm not. Go ahead, strong. throw it, throw it out. Mm, no, it's it's too much of a babe. It's just going off of the fact that this was from like 2000 and like eight or something was the first review or whatever. Like it's not really based on what the reviews have said, other than that the people don't like them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wouldn't be thinking about the timing too much. A lot of these views are old. Okay. Just because the old ones were funnier. <laughs> That's fair. Hit me with the last one. All right, so this is the last one. Um, This is on 2007. Gemma said, Can be summarized as, Walking, 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 Bit of fighting with orcs, Walking, 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 Anguish, Walking, 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 Bit more fighting with orcs, Walking, walking, walking. Huh. Huh. Hmm. What have I read that has orcs in it? I don't think you've read this. Hmm. But you, you absolutely know of it. Is it culturally important? Yes. Absolutely. Is it? I, this is a, Oh, go ahead. Lord of the Rings. Yep. I was thinking about it and I was like, what's the homo- mm-hmm. the homosexual couple? <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So you are two for two so far on Mystery Date. Are you ready for our last contender? Absolutely. Okay. All right. Here we go. We have another four. Another four for, for you. Um, in 2014, Sassy Psycho. <laughs> what a name. I love these users rated this book one star sassy psycho said it really saddens me that you can't give a book half a star on goodreads or maybe even no star don't waste your time on this book stare at a rock for an hour it would be less of a waste for context there is a new line between every sentence so that it takes up like eight lines uh 2013 harpreet said okay this book is trash i can't bear to read next installment the book is something like cookbook. After every five pages, some eating stuff comes up. Oh, God, why this happened to me? Take advice. Don't even think of this series as even an okay series. <laughs> it's like a cookbook. Ooh. <laughs> and you know what? what? We've both read this series, and Ooh. I know I agree. Now that I'm thinking about it, there were, there were a lot of, like, there were too many scenes of the characters eating. Like, why are they eating mm. all the time? <laughs> like, it's okay. It's okay. We, we, we get that people eat, but, like, you don't have to include it all the time. <laughs> um... The next person, they have their whole name in here, so I'm not going to blast them like that. Uh, but they give it two stars, and then in all caps wrote, good for young readers. <laughs> that was it. Period? That's the whole review. Okay. Nope. No punctu- just And they got one like, and that was in 2015. Nice. And then Joe, our friend Joe, rated it one star in 2008. He got in there early. Um, he put it in recommends for individuals with a high tolerance for bad writing. And then his review. <laughs> now this is a terrible book. Written with all the wit and grace of a one-legged puppy, 
blank book reveals its intentions within the first chapter alone. This is not a book of striking prose or even serviceable but entertaining MOR lit. It is merely a cash cow, another mindless series designed to appeal to reluctant readers. It is, in a word, soulless. Wow. Really strong Which, opinions from that person. Joe, can you write our book reviews? That was excellent. In a word, soulless. You captured the essence, I believe, of this series. <laughs> mm, interesting. So, what does MOR mean? I was hoping you would know. <laughs> Am I allowed to Google it? Yeah, go for it. Okay, hold on a second while I do that. So, some sources say it means middle of the road. So, it's possible that that is referring to like, oh, it is, it's it's just mediocre. But the rest of the review would lead me to believe it is less than mediocre considering um, Joe described it as soulless in one word. So, Well, hmm. he said it was not a book of striking pose or even serviceable but entertaining MOR lit. So it's like... Oh, so it's not middle of the road. It's, it's not, even, it's not okay. even just like, it's okay, but at least it's entertaining. Okay, okay. Wow. Strong opinion. <laughs> and we, mm-hmm. we didn't like it when we read it. Um, mixed... Mix bag of opinions on this book from us yes interesting and this is the one with a lot of eating yes for some reason which is not going to trick like it's not going to jog any memories for you i just when i read the review was like wait you're right there was a lot of reading but like i I never thought that independently okay what is a book that one of us liked and the other possibly didn't or vice versa hmm is this was was this written before we were born no so on these the dates are more relevant okay what were to that one of them was 2008 right yes and then they were all like 2008 to 2015 okay hmm mixed bag of opinions well it's not twilight because i didn't read the twilight series it could be harry potter but i you love those books and i never didn't like them but there is a lot of eating in those everything about that there's just a lot of food description that's true of a lot yeah, of fantasy though that is true fantasy uses food as a way to place like time and place yeah. you know yeah it's important which is actually something that gets on my nerves when i read mm. a book and the only way the author knows how to make the setting like old timey is with the food mm. it yeah it really gets fair. on my nerves it could be percy jackson because of good for young readers but we loved percy jackson so we wouldn't have mixed reviews on that also, I would not agree with the soulless comment. Right, no, yeah. All of these <laughs> these would be insane. It could be Maximum say... Ride because Maximum Ride was entirely soulless. Well, is it Maximum Ride? I is that say, your final answer? I want to say yes. All right. Ding, ding, ding. You're a winner. <gasps> Yay. You are three for three on I Mystery Date. I am the smartest human alive. I really yeah. like those reviews now. The soulless. <laughs> In one word. <laughs> That's soulless <laughs> correct written with all the wit and grace of a one-legged puppy maximum Jesus. ride the angel experiment reveals its intentions from the first chapter alone this is not a book of striking prose or even serviceable but entertaining mor lit it is merely a cash cow comma another mindless series designed to appeal to reluctant readers it is comma in a word comma soulless correct <laughs> but now we've said it <laughs> i'll say it once and i'll say it again ask me why i hate james Patterson. Period. We've said this every other episode. <laughs> and it because it in the fury yeah. I feel when I think about yeah. that series. Ugh, especially yeah. knowing how much time and energy I put into enjoying it as a young reader. The anger. 
anyway that was a fun I agree game with all this. i'm Thank good you. at it we should do you it you did a great sometime. job well I, you know i made sure to pick ones that you'd recognize at least yeah that's true uh so gravy what what did we read this week what's going on this week well this week we are finishing our theme of spring and beginnings with adam silvera's recent fantasy release infinity sun Balancing epic and intensely personal stakes, best-selling author Adam Silvera's Infinity Sun is a gritty, fast-paced adventure about two brothers caught up in a magical war generations in the making. Growing up in New York, brothers Emil and Brighton always idolized the Spellwalkers, a vigilante group sworn to rid the world of specters. While the Spellwalkers and other celestials are born with powers, specters take them violently stealing the essence of endangered magical creatures. Brighton wishes he had a power so he could join the fray. Emil just wants the fighting to stop. The cycle of violence has taken a toll, making it harder for anyone with the power to live peacefully and openly. In this climate of fear, a gang of specters has been growing bolder by the day. Then, in a brawl after a protest, Emil manifests a power of his own, one that puts him right at the heart of the conflict and sets him up to be the heroic spellwalker Brighton always wanted to be. Brotherhood, love, and loyalty will be put to the test, and no one will escape the fight unscathed. So that is Infinity Sun by Adam Silvera, the first in the Infinity Cycle series. Ooh. Ooh. I, did, I hadn't heard the whole name of the series before, and I, I like when books are referred to as cycles. It's nice. It's pretty, it's pretty nice. Uh, the second book, it's like title, was released recently by released i mean like revealed i guess i don't know um and it's called infinity reaper which is exciting so So you've read other books by adam silvera but this is his first venture into fantasy correct yes he has a few other books that are like speculative but they're not total fantasy like more happy than not deals with some sci-fi elements and they both die at the end deals with like a alternative universe where People know when we're g- they're going to die and there's, they get a call from someone telling them um, the day that they're going to die and they get like paired up with people. So there's like there are elements of fantasy and sci fi in some of his other books. But this is the first time that it's been like a truly fantasy book that he has written. Yeah. And I would argue this is not like when we say a fantasy, this is not like high fantasy. This is like it's a really interesting uh, setting because it's contemporary united states like it's like every single thing in history is the same like instagram exists the u.s exists we have presidents and stuff um new york it takes place in new york city except there are people in this book with magical powers and there are magical beings like phoenixes and hydras and what have you so it's like a cool like alternative universe where all the fantasy stuff exists intertwined with like modern day technology and cell phones and this book actually reminded me a lot of um, Hank Green's An Absolutely Remarkable Thing in the way like it explores social media and like what social media does both to you personally and like how it plays into like political movements and things um, and perception um, in a way that's really interesting. And it's like one of those books that you read and you're like, I don't know, like this would be a cool book to read like 150 years from now as like an anthropologist being like this is how social media affected people through the eyes of fiction. But like it's an actual reflection of real life. But then also there's like monsters and stuff. That's cool. So, yeah, that's really interesting. I haven't read Hank Green's book, but there it definitely like 
deals a lot with social media. Brighton, the um, one of the brothers, his whole thing is he has like a YouTube account and there's like a lot of dealing with like your presence in the media and the spellwalkers as they deal with people's perception of them as like either terrorists or as like saviors. And um, it's really interesting. I will say also, would we would we describe this as like urban fantasy? Yeah, I think that's an excellent word for yeah. this. It's urban contemporary fantasy. Yeah. And that I know, obviously, this is his first dive into like fantasy fantasy. But like having read his other stuff, it doesn't feel different. Like it, it feels like him, if that makes sense, in a, in a good way. Mm hmm. Still has his voice. Mm-hmm, so. Absolutely. Uh, shall we jump into ratings? Um, yeah. Why don't you start us off? Cool, 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 cool. Um, so for enjoyability, the first of our ratings, I gave Infinity Sun a four. I thought it was rather enjoyable. I liked it. It was like pretty fast paced. I like, as I mentioned, I liked the elements of fantasy blended with like modern day life. Like he didn't try and reinvent the wheel and make a whole new society. I liked that it was just like, what if everything existed, but also magic um or like powers i don't really call it magic so much it's like like they refer to it as powers and it's like ancestral and stuff whatever i really liked that concept i loved the brothers like i loved how they contrast with each other i loved their relationship i liked all the friends like i just really enjoyed it so i gave it a four it's not my favorite book i've ever read but like i really liked it so i also gave it a four i kind of was unsure if i should make my enjoyability a little bit higher because like a lot of the like, I wasn't sure how to exactly divide my points entirely because obviously I liked it. I wouldn't have given it a four if I didn't. But also the fast-pacedness of it was really fun to me. And I wasn't sure if I should put that there or somewhere else. So I have some some weird... I'm not married to my other ratings because of that. But I also really liked it. I actually started reading this like two weeks ago, right after I'd finished The Midnight Lie because I was like... I need I want to read this now and then I held my, I told myself that I like shouldn't finish it all in one go because then I won't remember everything for this review. Um so I waited a little bit. But it was a wild ride, I will say that about the book. It's hard to like say what exactly happens other than the summary because like everything is a spoiler, but it was really unexpected in a lot of ways and mm-hmm. I love stories about family relationships and about siblings specifically. And I really liked how in a lot of fantasy novels, to make it easier, people will just give the protagonist no family because it is easier to balance the the plot with like the world ending or whatever. And like this person's personal stakes, if you don't have them tied down to anyone, but like Silvera like refused to do that. And I really like that because family relationships in this book are so important to like everyone and that's not brushed over and it's not like oh well whatever like it's their mom stays with them the whole time which you don't usually see happen usually it's like the protagonist when they go off to their grand adventure they leave their family behind but like the family is there the whole way and I really liked that yeah in some ways it's not the traditional hero's journey arc and I agree I like that about it I thought the family relationships really added a lot of depth like they gave it a lot of meaning that otherwise otherwise it would just been like oh my god a lot's happening but when you added the family element in it was like and also it's heart-wrenching <laughs> and you really care and you're really invested so I thought that was really I really enjoyed that aspect of it so what'd you give it for balance I always struggle with this rating so I like to ask I, you first. we say it every week um I also I gave it a four 
because I liked that it was, I just felt like it was pretty fast paced from the get go and it kind of maintained that pretty well. It's kind of hard to keep it being like, go, go, go without me kind of getting a little bit exhausted from it. But I read this book in like 48 hours. Um, Like you, I tried not to speed through too much because then I don't remember anything, but I also wanted to speed through. So I kind of did. (laughs) I gave it a three again, because I just never know how to do balance correctly. I, there were some moments at the beginning when I felt it was a little slow to start, especially because the pace from there forward, it's like you're sprinting towards the next plot point. But like, I'm not angry about it necessarily. You know what I mean? Like it didn't disrupt my experience of reading it. So I just gave it a like, it was good three. And that's fair. So um, for expectations, I gave it a three. I, it feels harsh, but I expected it to be a good fast paced like fiction situation and I felt that it was that um I will say it wasn't like quite what I expected because you had described it more to me like superheroes and I kind of think that Silvera pushes it to try and be superhero-y but then it's also not superhero-y at all so that kind of threw me off a little bit because I was like wait so like are they or aren't they like is this an incredible situation or not and it's kind of is but it's kind of not um so that kind of threw me off a little bit but overall, I felt like it was really good, and I expected it to be really good, so it gets a three. This is where our reviews differ, and this is where some of my points for enjoyability went. I give it a 4.5, because mostly because, well, I mean, I, I was expecting it to be good and for me to like it, because I always like Silvera's work, but I wasn't expecting what happened. I would be like, okay, I know what the next thing they're going to do is, and then it wouldn't be that. <laughs> and And I liked that, though. I liked not being able to tell. There was one thing that... I that he kind of set up and foreshadowed um, from the beginning that I could tell was going to happen, but Wait, I never knew. Can bleep it out later. Um, it was. Uh, uh. Some I knew like like somehow that that was going to happen, but mm-hmm. there were several moments where I thought it was going to happen and then it didn't. It didn't. And then yeah. so when it finally did, I was like, I wasn't expecting that, even though I was. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's hard to do. Props to Silvera for that. Yeah, like, kept me on my toes. Um, There's another plot point that happened that I really wasn't expecting and was really upsetting and really sad about it. I do know what the one you're talking about is. Yep. But (laughs) I think it was a really smart decision, like, in terms of what it does for the other characters. Yeah, because, like... I agree. it, It was really smart and it was really heartbreaking. And so I put a lot of my points onto the expectations because I just, I wasn't expecting anything and then it would happen. And I was like, whoa. So. And that's fair. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, For writing style, I gave uh, it a four. I enjoyed the writing style. Like I said, it was like really fast paced. It kept me really engaged. Um, I don't have any huge critiques, but I also didn't feel like I walked away with like a ton of quotes. So that's why I didn't like ramp it up to like a 4.5, 4.75, but it was definitely like above average. So I gave it a four and I feel good with that. Don't we have a lot of comments? He didn't do a lot of stuff that bugged me. Um, usually writing style for me is more of me deducting points for my stupid pet peeves and he didn't hit any of those. So (laughs) So kudos to you, Savera, for not doing the things that Marcy doesn't like um the the line thing that you hate um, to be fair though i did listen to this as an audiobook so he could have done the line thing that's and i would true. never you know just didn't notice was your experience changed by it being an audiobook because i didn't actually i read it this time i didn't have an audiobook um 
not i mean i don't feel like there's that much of a difference between listening and like physically reading um maybe a little bit in that i would find myself sometimes in some of the really fast-paced moments i find myself zoning out because i was just like i can't even follow everyone's moving there's so many pieces happening (laughs) and i'm playing it at two times speed because i'm a psycho Uh, (laughs) (laughs) in which case i would just rewind it and slow it down but i was taken aback though um one i think it was brighton's narrator is the same narrator as Caden from the Remnant Chronicles, throwback to that. Oh. And has also narrated two other books I've read in the past year, independent from the podcast. Nice. And so when his voice came on, I was like, hello, dear friend. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a little distracting, but it's like of no, like I'm not going to fault it for right. that. That was just. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, For writing style, I also gave it a four, kind of similar things. So Vera's writing is. I, I want to say a little minimalistic. I was going to say very accessible. Yeah, that's a better, I think that's a better way to yeah, talk about like it. Because it's not trying not, to be fancy, but yeah. it gets the point across really well. Yeah. Um, and I like that. And this is true of his other books as well. But I agree, there weren't like a whole lot of super duper memorable quotes and like beautiful prose or whatever. Like there is in like, um, we are okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is much more story-driven yes. than prose-driven. Yes, but still very good. So I gave it a four. So for memorability, I gave the book a 3.5, although I'm kind of like, I don't know if I sh- I keep flipping between 3 and 3.5. Um, my reason for that is I liked the book. I think it left a really positive impression on me. But if we're talking about memorability, I can guarantee two weeks from now, I will not remember a single secondary character's name. I do not know why I had such a hard time keeping track of names in this book. I don't know if you experienced the same thing. I had a really hard time, and this kind of blends into believability as well, with like, okay, wait, so like who belongs to what group and what are your names and what are your powers and stuff? Yeah. Um, And that I think will get remedied as we get more books in the series and you become more familiar with characters um, and they get fleshed out more. But for the first book, I I will have to reread it before I read the second one. So I gave it a 3.5 because I'm going to remember a good bit of it but I'm definitely going to have to like look at it again. So, I think that's fair. I had a similar problem with like names and like who do you belong to, but for me it kind of I kind of got used to it by like the halfway mark. I was like, oh, "Okay, this is what's happening." I gave it a 4. I feel like I will remember Oh, I I feel like I'll remember most of it. Maybe like some smaller details I won't, but like I'm definitely going to read the next one. I I'm def- I feel like I'm definitely going to remember enough that when I read the next one, I'm not like, wait, what's happening? You know what I mean? So, and I, I think I also just like, because I enjoyed it so much, that tends to like leave an impression on you of like, oh, that was really fun. And that was really like, I was on the edge of my seat the whole time and whatever. So I think that also influenced my memorability rating. Yay. <laughs> okay. Um, Moving on to believability. So I struggled with my believability rating because... I did have a difficult time with like the lore at moments. Not that it was bad, but I had a hard time keeping it straight. Like, okay, wait, so which which groups do we like? What's going on? Who's bad? Who's good? Um, so I wanted to deduct points for that. But I also thought Silvera created a very lovely, engaging, fairly believable version of the future. Not the future, but of current day and like did a good job of integrating like how would magic interact with things that we see every day like you know you still go to starbucks and have instagram but also like your neighbor can shoot fire out of their hands um 
which I thought was kind of cool and fun. I also really enjoyed the family relationships, like we mentioned. I thought they added a lot of depth and believability. Um, I think it's really refreshing to see it's like a hero's journey or whatever happen to people with families um, and like not just the main characters have family but like a lot of the characters do like people have siblings there's a character who has like a girlfriend and a kid that have to live out of state and like he has to go visit them like there's a lot of um human relationships that I really enjoyed and those I tend to really kind of live for in books like this like I just think that when you add that onto a really fast plot it's just like a winner um and it just like fills in all of the little cracks that sometimes being like go 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 with the punches can leave um so I decided to rate it a four for believability nice I also struggled with believability and so I'm not married to my my rating right now is a three but I'm not totally married to it I there's nothing necessarily that when I was reading it, like when it comes to the characters' motivations and when it comes to their personal relationships, there was nothing in those that I'd find that I, that I found unbelievable. And in the lore, I didn't necessarily have issues in the world. There were a few plot twists that I was I go back on and forth on like how much I'm okay with those being plot twists because they like Silvera is purposefully taking chosen one tropes, right? And he's purposefully yeah giving that story to a gay latino boy it's intentional and so part of me really really likes that because like have you ever read a story that has this kind of hero's journey situation but no with a gay latino boy no absolutely (laughs) not and so i really like that on that level but near the end of the book there were a few I don't, and I don't I don't want to say them again because spoilers but there were a few surprises that I was like come on <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. um but yeah I don't know if I didn't me. like them yeah, yeah they didn't I yeah. know what you're talking about but they they didn't bug me like yeah I, like I was maybe cool <laughs> maybe I was more bothered by them because everything is so fast-paced that I was like wait and now this is happening as well but I don't know if I don't like that you know what I mean like I'm still like parsing my feelings on it and I think also some of it is I'm getting in my head a little bit because I was reading reviews earlier and a weird amount of them are people being like just like vague like like you're just you're just mean you know what I mean but then like some of them were like just because you're using chosen one tropes doesn't mean that you're doing it well and I'm like I mean that's true you can write bad but I don't think this was written bad and I and I think people are unnecessarily Mm -hmm. harsh to authors trying to reinvent genre conventions i don't know if reinvent yeah, is the right word i but like, i mean i guess if you're going with the chosen one trope this doesn't do the chosen one trope well because it's not trying to like it's trying yeah. to play with the trope yeah you know yeah like the characters even like allude to the chosen one as a concept and how mm-hmm. like that's not what's going on i'm having many thoughts head full mm-hmm. many thoughts yeah um which i don't <sighs> i don't know i guess i'll i guess i'll give it a 3.5 because I just the personal relationships were so intensely enjoyable and believable to me um and that being said three is a positive review right with us but I don't know everything's subjective this whole dang thing is subjective it turns out uh so with that being said my final review comes out to 3.75 what about you my final review is a 3.8 which feels correct because I was going to give it a four on goodreads which is to say I really liked the book. It's not my favorite yeah. book in the world, but I really liked it, and I'm really excited for the next one. 
I think also the contrast between these two books, both of them being beginnings of new fantasy series, they're LGBTQ, like they seem to have so much superficially in common, but they were so different. Oh, But also yes. both great. Yeah, like, in very different ways, in very good ways. I liked both of them a lot. Well, that wraps up our beginnings theme. Happy spring, everybody. It's April. We're almost Happy we're almost through April spring. somehow. So I know. It's about to be <sighs> summer. Kind of wild. It's really Dang. weird. Dang. It's a weird year. <laughs> Everything's weird. I know mom and I were talking about that earlier. She was like, Halloween's not gonna happen. <laughs> I was like, Mom. <laughs> I know, I know. I was like I guess I should look for, like, apartments for school next year. But then I was also like, but is it just going to be online? Like, do I have to move? Right. <laughs> like, like, what like, is... I don't know. I Am I even I'm going really... back to school? I don't know. Yeah, right? Oh, my God. Um, Let's not think about that for the moment. And let's think about our next theme, which I think is hilarious. It's pirates. <laughs> pirates. We've done some pretty vague, kind of more cerebral themes, I feel like, a couple of times in a row now. Um. So we're moving on to something really concrete. It's time to get down to sea level with some pirates. Pirates. You know them. You love them. They yeah. got big poofy shirts. Big hats. Big hats. Homoeroticism everywhere. Oh, so much. You heard of those I don't know. Pirates? Is there a lot of that in pirates? Yeah. Oh, lesbian pirates. Yes. Lesbian pirates. Have you... Uh, what are their names? The like two historical lesbian pirates that are iconic? I, I don't... I mean... I think one of them's name is Anne something. I just, that's what I mean Probably. When, I when I think of pirates. Let's see here. We're going to Google historic lesbian. lesbian pirates. Oh, pirates. No, pirates. You were right. It's Anne. Nice. <laughs> Anne, Bonnie, and Mary Reed. Nice. Wow. Yeah, that's, those are who I think of immediately. Yep. Cool. Um, we're not, I actually, uh, so this is going to be another uh, redacted episode in which I have not picked the next book yet and one of us is going to have to insert the name of the book during editing. <laughs> so the book we're reading next week is A Darker Shade of Magic by V.E. Schwab. And I'm so excited. Can't wait to read it. It's going to be great. It's about pirates. It's very fun. <laughs> um, Split for what the next one's about. I actually don't even know if I'm picturing Pick, picking fiction or nonfiction, because um, you know what I haven't read a nonfiction about ever. Pirates. pirates. So that could be interesting pirates. if there's anything not too dry out there about pirates. So very exciting. Can't wait to read. True. It's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be a good time. Well, thank you for listening to us talk about Infinity Sun by Adam Silvera. I hope it's you really enjoyed good. it. I, I suggest picking up the book. Yeah. Yes. Especially so you can read the next one. I'm yeah, like, I'm like stoked I'm for the like... series. I know. I was so angry when it finished. I know I said that about The Midnight Lie, too. It's because I don't read series a whole lot. And so then when I don't, I, I don't read series, series that are ongoing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. if, I, if I'm reading a series, it's usually there's already another one out. Yeah. And so reading the beginning of series, I'm like, oh, I have to wait. Really? No, but it's a good payoff. It's, it's good. It is. It definitely is. The waiting is hard, but good. It's exciting. You know who so. we didn't talk about? Who? Ness. <sighs> How do you feel about Ness? I know we're done oh. with our review, but I love Ness, and don't think I haven't seen all your tweets about enemies to friends to lovers. <laughs> it wasn't actually about that, but okay. So Vera's got his little clutches because I'm in his clutches in terms yep. of that enemies to friends to lovers. We love to see it. We do love to see it. We've we mentioned it before. It. I think we all love to see it. So love to see it. All right. Um, I gotta go pick up groceries before the grocery store closes. So fair enough. I have to go Goodbye. write a paper on turnips. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. In 
enjoy writing your paper about turnips. And thank I, you for listening. I really won't. But <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye.